Hi, this is uh, Andrew Marino, the podcast producer at The Verge. This year, we hosted The Vergecast live at CES 2017 as a Twitter live video show, but we decided to share the full audio here. Uh, you can see the clips from the show on Twitter, at Verge, and uh, you can catch our last show, which is Friday at 4.30 Pacific time at cs.twitter.com. Yeah, so without further ado, this is our show from Wednesday, January 4th. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel. And I am Dieter Bone. We host the flagship podcast of TheVerge.com. It's, uh, it's called The Vergecast. Yeah. It's this show. Uh, usually it's a podcast, but because it's CES week here in Vegas, someone built us this set. Uh, we're going to do a live on video for the next three days. Uh, we're going to look at the hottest gadgets. We're going to have some cool guests. We're going to have a whole Verge family out with us. Uh, we're basically going to check everything out. Yeah, it's going to be great. You ready? We should get started. Let's get started. Pow. So I'm Eli, that's Dieter. This is the Vergecast live at CES 2017 on Twitter. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, usually this is a podcast. We've done a video before, and if you've watched a video before, you know there's a little thing we have called the Hype Desk. Uh, and if you've been listening recently, you know that Megan Froekman has been on our show, and doing a great job. So Megan, it's the Hype Desk. The Hype Desk is back. Hey. What's up, Megan? Hey. How's it going? It's going. Yeah. What's, what, are you, what are you doing over there? So I am our lifeline to the outside world that exists beyond CES. Um, wow. I'm going to be reading tweets uh, from people if they tweet at The Verge. Um, use the hashtag CES2017. And yeah, if your tweet's good enough, I just might read it. Oh. Uh, we're also, I know, very wow. sassy. Wow, you got to pass a certain standard. Um, we're also <laughs> going to have Twitter polls, uh, yeah, which okay. is super exciting. We sent one out this morning. We're going to read the results later. So vote, and it'll be great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Also, we're just going to be you know, asking Megan for her input on everything. Is she? Yeah. Great yeah. opinions. That's Fantastic. why you're in charge of Twitter. Yes. Well, duh, yeah. The home of opinions. <laughs> uh, all right, so CS has already started. This is day zero? Yeah, day zero, because the show floor opens officially tomorrow. No one cares about this. There's been okay. a lot of stuff yes. at CES. Right. Uh, a lot of things already happening. In the uh -huh. middle of this show, actually, Sony is going to start its keynote. Megan's going to be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. We'll get some news live, because uh, you know the show is super live. I'm terrifying. I won't just tell you hard things so fast. Anyway, uh, but let's get right into some headlines. Yeah. Samsung. Yep. Samsung did a lot of stuff. They had their keynote today. They had their keynote. Yeah. Uh, they announced not one but two Chromebooks. Right. Chromebook uh, Plus and the Chromebook Pro. Right. And they're kind of in partnership with Google. These are Google's like big new Chromebooks. They run mm -hmm. Android for real. It's not just in beta. The uh, the Plus has an ARM processor. Right. The Pro has an Intel M3. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think that uh, I'm really interested. We're gonna like look at them live here on the show a little bit later. Uh, I'm really excited to try it. I kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of was hoping for a Pixel, but I'm betting that this it's, like Chromebooks are all like they don't have extra crap wear on them. Yeah. And this shouldn't be any different. So like, it should be good. Should be extra and, Samsung. Uh, there's a stylus. All right. Uh, all right. Samsung also invented a new. Uh, acronym? No. Not a new technology. New acronym. QLED. What is that? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so they're flagship TVs for 2017. Yeah. QLED. My belief is they were just jealous that LG has OLEDs, OLED, which is OLED. actually a different technology. Right. Uh, and Sony is rumored later today to be announcing some OLED TVs of their own. Right. What do you What do you think of QLED? Uh, I th I think that uh, I 
actually really interested in the quantum dot technology in QLED, which is LCD with the quantum dots. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. People have done this. I yeah, mean, Sharp done did it before. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they gave it this acronym just ties it to Samsung's eternal history of making absurd four-letter acronyms. Yeah. Remember SUD? S-U-H-D? Uh, yeah, the SUD is still real. Still, still real. These are SUD QLEDs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's just not having it's this like at all. Letters floating over here, and I hate it. Okay. Yeah. What was the last time you bought a TV? Uh, it's been about three years, three or yeah. four years. Yeah. What's yeah. the next time you're going to buy a TV? It's, I don't. I don't need one. I have a computer. Yeah. Because I live in 2017. Are you a millennial? I might be a millennial. Millennials. Uh, we're coming to you for the millennial outlook. Yeah. The there's going to be. Show. Oh my god. Uh, lastly, every millennial wants this. Samsung announced a four in one washer and a four in one dryer. Very unclear what that means because fundamentally what it is is a washer with, with a little washer on top and a dryer with a little dryer on top. Wait, I get it. It's like you wash your lights and your darks at the same time. That makes right. sense. Or you have like one thing and you want to wash it. It's like ridiculous. So basically we're at CS, it's peak Samsung. Right, there, the, uh, there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's peak Samsung. Uh, they, you don't get the little wash tub in it though. Whatever. The other thing that we were expecting to happen at Samsung's keynote was they would actually address the Galaxy Note 7, which, you know, exploded and then got badly recalled and then got recalled in an even more uh, inept way. <laughs> and then they just turned them all off. Uh, and so they did. Samsung did address the issue that everyone thinks of Samsung as things explode now. And I think we have a clip. So yeah. let's take a look at that. Good afternoon and welcome to CES 2017. You know, as you know, this year was a challenging year for Samsung. Some of you were directly impacted, and certainly many saw the media coverage, especially about the Note 7. We continue our intensive efforts internally and with third-party experts to understand what happened and to make sure it does not happen again. And very soon, we will be sharing the root cause report on the Note 7. Now, despite our setbacks, we have not, nor will we, stop innovating. That, that's, that's... I don't know what that was. That was, that was we, we gotta do something. We're Many just gonna do it. Many of you know gonna... that our products exploded. But despite this failure, we will continue making products. That was 100% right. insufficient. So here, okay, here's okay. why I think this is... All right, all right. And you've said this several times. Yeah. Samsung doesn't have a big face. Right, they don't yeah, have, they uh, have Steve Jobs, Jobs or Larry Page or whoever. Right? Right. When Facebook explodes, Sheryl Sandberg is like, "We're very sorry. Mark just does whatever he wants." <laughs> so sorry. When all of Facebook just lights <laughs> up on fire. Yeah, crashes. Uh, yeah, Sheryl's like, uh, "Get Mark again." Um, anyway, so this was their first big moment out in front of the public, in front of the press, yeah, at least to say the, something like to the, the U.S. audience to a global audience. Like, right. This it, is the moment. This is, well, this is Samsung has like a handful of big events, and this yeah. is one of them every right. year. That was basically just an acknowledgement that their phones blew up. Right. Which is not a whole lot. Yeah. Well... And the big question is, can they recover? And their strategy seems to be like... We'll explain we're just it gonna, later. We're just going to do a little bit of that. They're promising a report, which... Yeah. on the root cause. I don't know. I know that Samsung has apologized that? before. Huh? What's that? Okay, somebody's like, hey, I got this report of why this phone explodes. Like, who's well, presumably battery engineers, right? Like, you <laughs> hope if there's, like, one group of people that reads this. The thing it's is, like, like the people who make batteries. I don't care why it exploded because it's, it, just, it doesn't change the fact that my phone exploded. Did you buy a Samsung? No. Really? I do, You're off. No, I'm done. Uh, but I do love that this happened because I think in a couple years it's going to be really hilarious, no matter what. Always. I mean, it was already, like, yeah. it was veering that way, and then, like, they kept going. 
I think the best thing they can do is kind of get in on the joke and be like, hey, remember our exploding phone? This one doesn't, though. <laughs> eh, eh. I mean, they're going to have to put on S8. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, other big news from yesterday, Faraday Future, which is uh, a, bit of a, a bit, of a, bit of a chuckle as it is. Yeah. Uh, they put up an enormous tent here in Vegas. They promised they were going to actually reveal the car. Last the year. It was like a half mile long. A quarter mile long. Quarter you mile live long. a quarter right. mile at a yeah. time. Right. A half mile is two yeah. lifetimes. So if you're not familiar, this is a company that... Just letting my Fast and Furious joke die uh, That's terrible. That's not, anyway, this company bad. promised last year, they said, we're going to have a car. Yep. They didn't show a car. Then a bunch of people left the company. There's like turmoil on the business side. Yep. They showed their car. It's called the FF91. I think it looks like, uh, like, a, like a cyber Pontiac Aztec. Like, just not pretty. Yeah. But they raced against a Bentley. They raced against a Ferrari. They raced against two Teslas. Said it's the fastest production EV in the world. Yep. And then it parked itself. Once, not Once, twice. But <laughs> only 300 people can get them uh-huh. in the first launch edition, and it won't come out until 2018. I don't know that this car is actually real. No. Oh, you can reserve one for $5,000. That's the other important yeah. note here. Uh, no, I don't know that it's real at all. Uh, and after the last like three months of drama with the factory and La Eco, the company that like, is a part owner and like, strangely involved, and all the executives that have left, um, it's just like, you, the onus is on you not to show me a flashy demo. The onus is on you to prove that you're going to ship cars. Failed. So it right. parked itself the first time. The second time, they pushed the button. It didn't work. And the dude said, she's a little finicky today, which is uh, beautiful. Yeah. You want that to happen. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it feels like this company. Oh, they also said amazing things. Just truly amazing things like Faraday is a company designed to reinvent the automotive industry the way it should have always been. Uh, which is really tough because the automotive industry currently uh, shipping cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> Faraday not doing that yet. They, they have the same CEO from year to year. What you want is like 200 years of no cars. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Jordan and Andy from our team went to this event. Yep. Uh, the tacos, remarkably small. Uh, of, all the, of all the things. It's a funny guy's thing. Anyway, it, yeah. so you uh, cars. So speaking of cars, uh, Chrysler unveiled the Portal, which is a uh, self-driving concept car, uh, which they didn't want to call a minivan, but it, it's, it's a minivan. Uh, it's got 250 miles of range. It's all electric, of course. Um, and it's got, you know, social media integration because it's designed for Say millennials. Say by millennials. By millennials. They said the word millennials 9,000 times Nine, while yeah, talking about just, They never stop talking. And, and, you know, it takes selfies. Here are some stereotypes about millennials. Okay. Selfies. Yep. Uh, extreme sports. Yep. Uh, sharing, sharing, sharing everything, not owning anything. Yep. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, bad taste in music. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> just there. Not saying anything we regret, okay? But I, I, I'm not saying minivans is in, is in that zone. I'm saying I love the way this minivan looks. Megan, would you buy this? You're, a, you're like token millennial. Okay, you know what millennials drove a minivan is the Scooby Doo Gang, and that's kind of what this reminds me of. Yeah, wait, wait, this wait, is wait, like wait, the modern Scooby Doo Gang for millennials. You're claiming that Scooby Doo, uh-huh. they were millennials. Pro- Are you defining millennials as just any, saying, anyone who solves crimes? Anyone, anyone in their twenties? Smokes weed. I'm saying if you if you rebooted Scooby Doo today, they'd be millennials. They're like of that age. They're they don't yeah. like do that much. They don't have yeah. real jobs. They think like, dogs talk. They don't have a real job. <laughs> They solve crimes. <laughs> it's not a job. It's a job for some people. Also, okay, where do people they work? People are constantly complaining about them and saying, hey, you kids, if it weren't for those dang millennials, 
Oh, this all comes together. Right. So, like, Chrysler made a minivan for the Scooby-Doo crew. Yep. Um, and the doors open up like sliding doors, like where you're walking into a building. That's just concept car stuff. I, th I think the real thing here is Chrysler's idea is the same idea that all self-driving car companies have, which is right. eventually the car is going to be a uh, living room on wheels. Right. And you're going to get into it in right. whatever fancy door contraption they deign to give you. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to watch a bunch of stuff while the car drives itself around right. and take, apparently take selfies of you. Also, not for nothing, this is more interesting than other concept cars because Google is not really trying to make its own car and they, are, they have a really tight relationship with Fiat Chrysler. So this is a, a thing. So last CES, last mm -hmm. year, uh, the hot, hot rumor was that Google and Ford would team up in some way. Right. That never came to pass. Uh, Ford has been like out there basically mm -hmm. saying it was too hard to work with Google. Not in so many words, but they, they've said it. They said it on stage at the Code Conference. Mark Fields, we interviewed right. him on The Verge. Uh, CF Ford, he basically said the same thing to us. Over the past year, Google has stopped trying to make a car. Apple, the rumors are, they've stopped trying to make a car. Yeah. And now you see Google getting deep into a partnership with Fiat Chrysler. They're also doing uh, Chrysler cars, Jeeps, right. whatever else Chrysler makes. I only care about Jeeps. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're going to redo the whole center stack based on Android. Right. You see Google is like, they're trying to pair up with a car maker, and maybe uh, this new minivan is right. like the next generation of Pacifica, which is what Google's using as self-driving right. cars right now. So we're going to have a lot more time to talk about that, but we've got also a lot more CES to get through. The other thing that happened last night was CES Unveiled, where we see a ton of gadgets, and uh, Paul Miller, Ashley Carmen went out there, and let's see what they saw. We are here at CES Unveiled. And it's a little crazy. I feel like you and I both picked up on the same trend of yeah. home products. Like that's clearly where everyone is focusing their efforts. It's like your home isn't convenient enough. If only it was more convenient by everything in your house being connected to the internet and involving an app. I saw a universal remote from Seven Hugs. This remote was super cool though. So it's just like a computer screen, like it's a display, and you can point it at any object in the room, so long as it's on a Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, or infrared, and it's open API or like open enough that the engineers can get into it, and control any device by just pointing out. So one thing I was really excited about was these Helio lights by Sora. And, and I mean, I'm very happy you can get excited about smart lights, so okay. this must be so good. The, my favorite part is you, you just screw these in, they work as lights. You can turn them on and off. If you add one thing to one of the lights, it's like a motion detector. And so if you walk in a room, they'll like, like turn on. That, that little device, that snap, synchronizes all these lights so that they do this color shift thing. But you never had to like do any app setup. And then if you want to get into the app life, then you can add functionality, but they actually work without the internet and without an app. And I think that's a, a milestone I'd like to see a few more companies hit. I saw a alarm clock called Bonjour, which uses your voice to do different alarm clock things, like wake you up. Like you could set your alarm and say, hi, Bonjour, or whatever the wake up phrase was, and set your alarm like that. So that's CES Unveiled. What'd you think, the first one? You know, it'll be interesting to see if in six months any of these products show up in they the market. Ship, yeah. If they're bad, if they work, <laughs> yeah. and if they're worth buying. But at least they exist. CES is based on faith. Have, we gotta have some faith. I have some faith.
All right, we're back. And hey. guess what? The family's here. Paul Miller, Ashley Carmen. Hello. Uh, hey, fam. All right, guys. So you, I was unveiled for a, a hot second yesterday. Mm -hmm. It seemed totally chaotic. Uh, there was like a lot of weird junk science. There was a lot of like echo clones. But what were you seeing that you like loved? Well, that's the, it's the Internet of Things just keeps advancing because there are X number of things that exist in the universe and all of them need to be connected to the internet. Yes, or and, else. And, or else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, or we'll, yeah. And, and then also Alexa. Yeah. Every, every, almost everything talks to Alexa, or like, we, off the record talks to Alexa, we're working on Wait, it. tell me what off the record talks to Alexa is. Yeah, because we, Please don't say this out loud <laughs> while describing my brand name, but it will, it will talk to Alexa. Also, Watson. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Well, AI is like a trend, right? And mm. Watson's like a cheap, like, you can just go plug it into your thing and, like, get some AI stuff happening. Yeah, I want to, the Jeopardy questions sound more exciting to me than the Alexa skills. We've all seen that. But Watson could be the next hot yeah. thing to add to your Internet of Things to us. All right. Well, all of us are, like, jaded CES jerks. <laughs> Ashley, you've got some yeah, fresh say, eyes for us. Yeah, this is my first CES. Yeah. Wow. I'm here. This is my 12th, by <laughs> it's Megan's first CES too, and yesterday, know, like Taylor. all the cheesy CES stuff that's going on, we're just like, oh my god, who wants to see this like dancing, the dancing robot? robot? And Megan like flipped out. I, I was like crying. Shit, are you kidding? This is like techno Disneyland. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Ashley, what are you seeing? Um, yeah, I mean the smart home stuff. But what was interesting to me is I feel like, yeah, they're taking products we use every day, like a mug, a mirror. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and other products that we just use every day and turning it smart, which yeah. is like, okay, I guess we've reached that point. Do you, a thing that I noticed yesterday just walking around was some of the people were obviously like not convinced that they had done the right thing, and other people were very sincere that if they could just collect more data about you, they could make your pregnancy go better, or they could like monitor your thing, heart rate in I've different noticed, ways at different times. Least, I don't know if CES is always like this, so tell me if it is, uh, but everyone has the hardware down. They're like, look at me, I have like six cameras, all these lasers, sensors, da da da. And they're like, but the software. Yeah, yeah. That's it's always the thing. The well, they the don't hardware's know. simple. It's, it's accelerometers and gyroscopes and cameras and just, like, yeah, so right. none of them are... A thousand hardware engineers just started crying. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so big trends outside of Alexa, what were, your, what were your, your takeaways? Also, well, beyond Alexa, just gestures, different types of controls. I, I always tell Paul, I'm like, I hate screens. I yeah. don't want to look at screens anymore. You're like anti-screen in a big way. Yeah, huh. I have very strong views on very specific things, yeah. like flip phones. But um, screens, yeah, I hate that. Do you see a flip phone here yet? We'll yeah. find you a flip phone. That yeah. should be a story that you do. Where is the flip phone? You will find uh, flip so are you all voice all the time? Is that like no, your idea? No, I rarely use. I'm forced into screens because I don't really, I don't have an Echo. I don't use Siri or Cortana or any mm -hmm. of that. So. I, yeah, that's the thing. I just don't think, nothing I saw made me think, man, gestures. Yeah. What, how was that, the, the seven hugs? Remote. Best name oh, that was a Neelai gadget. Yeah. Like, I love that remote. Controls. I'm going to do a whole remote control on the show. Yeah. yeah, this thing blew my mind. All right, uh, we got to take a break. We're going to yeah. come back. We're going to have the Chromebook here, the new Samsung Chromebook. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we're back right after this. All right, we're back. Hey. Virtcast Live, CS 2017. Look at this. This, my friend, is the Chromebook Plus. 
No, I think you have the pro. I have the pro. This I have, is the, I have the plus Chrome. hidden away. You have, you've got a plus? I don't want to tell you about They it. look identical. Yeah. Uh, so this is the new Chromebook from Samsung running, of course, Chrome OS. And uh, it's designed from the jump to run Android apps. So you can see I've got the Play Store open here. And you can also see it's got a touch screen. It does. What laptop doesn't? Oh, the Mac. MacBook Pro doesn't do that so much. When you put it into the tablet mode, like the apps start to go full screen yeah. like, on their own. It like sort of knows. It is really nice. So it's like Chrome OS is starting to feel a little bit more tablet-y, but it's not quite there uh, all the way. We got some hints that that's like, I think they're thinking about the it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the other thing that's important to know is comes the stylus. It looks exactly like a Note 7 I stylus. Mean, yeah. They just had like a warehouse full of those. They're like, well, fuck it. Um, I have, haven't had a chance to use it a ton, but like, it seems good in terms yeah. of basic speed. Um, and it, you know, it runs the Android app. So right now, it's running the beta of Android on Chrome, yeah. which means that, that it's marshmallow. Marshmallow, and so the apps can't be dynamically resized. You basically can choose between like full screen or phone screen, and that's kind of it, depending on the apps. Yeah. When, later this year, when they take it out of beta, Android is going to be at N, and then the apps that support it will be able to be dynamically resized. If they're updated for, if they're updated for N. N. So right. there's like a lot of steps here before we steps. get to the thing that I really want, right. which is a desktop class browser right. with a bunch of my phone apps next to it, right. and they're all kind of interacting well. Well, you've got that now. You just can't make the phone apps whatever size you feel like. Yeah. Right. You can make them like phone size. And we also need to see if enough Android developers, like Photoshop here, right? Like it's Lightroom, but it's not like the same Lightroom you get on Windows. And like, will that ever, like, it'll right. probably never get to parity with Windows, but it'll get closer, I think. So I've got here, this is the plus. Uh -huh. It was a secret. Uh, but this is the plus. <laughs> it's running Anomaly 2. It's, this is the ARM processor version. Uh -huh. uh, I can hit resume game, and I've, I'm instantly just grinding already. Yeah. That's great. This is what games are all about, aren't they? But you can see it's running really well. It's full screen. It's like a good frame rate. And then I can just like pull it back out, and it'll go, ah. Right. It'll, it'll be Chrome OS again. I can just get out. So this is like pretty neat in yeah. terms of I mean, in terms of the hardware, idea. Like, but my, you could do this on a bunch of other Chromebooks now. Like right. what? So why it's a is stylist. this the flagship? So I'm in Google Keep right now, and so I can make a little new note here, and I can draw. I don't know why it's saying that, but I can draw on this thing. And you can see the latency here, but it's actually way better than it sort of has any right to be. Yeah. And the reason is that apparently Google's taken some machine learning and it tries to predict where your pen is going to go before it gets there. So that's how they're reducing the feeling of latency. Right. Um, that's like a very like, Google it's way It's a super of doing Google it, way right? of doing like, it. Just yeah. send your pen to the cloud and right. come back right. and show you make it faster. So this is Google's pen tech. Yes, it's not like it, this. Might be this might be a very Samsung-looking stylus, but this is Google's Pentec, and other Chromebooks that include a stylus in the future will be able to do the same sort of as thing. As long as the apps support right. the API, because right. we were playing it with it yesterday, I was using some pen app that didn't mm -hmm. have that machine learning handwriting API, and there was a bit of lag. Right. But then you're in Keep, but and if you're it's in Keep, it's super does fast. It. Right. So one more thing you can do here. So if I go to search, search for the word fun, and it found a note where somebody wrote out with a pen, fun. So it OCRs everything in Keep, and then you can search for the stuff. And you can even, I hear, copy and paste your handwritten notes, and it'll paste the text into another app. Very dangerous. Yeah. Very Newton-esque. So 
This thing is, uh, what is it? Uh, the, it's 449 for the Plus. The Plus is over there. And the, the Pro is going to be a little bit more expensive, come, come out a little bit later, but that guy's available in February. So here's what I'll tell you. For 449 just playing with this, it's a nice piece of hardware. Yeah. It definitely feels like a $450 Chromebook. Yeah. The it's, keyboard isn't back. It's not like, oh my god, a Pixel. It's like, it's fine. Right. It's good. It's, it's better than a bunch of Chromebooks that aren't like metal and blah, blah, blah. Are you buying this thing? Yeah, I've been waiting to buy a Chromebook, so I'm probably going to buy I am holding out for a big, crazy Pixel. Yeah. That's the thing I want. Right. And I don't know. They, there were some whispers when we were talking yesterday. They're not giving up on the Pixel line in this form factor, yeah. is what I hear. Whatever that means, it means that there's a rainbow, and at the end of that rainbow, there's me with a bag of money just waiting for a tap. You ready for a segue? I'm ready for a segue. Rainbows are made out of colors. Oh you know what also made out of this colors? Oh, I'm so God. sorry. This is some of the worst television I've ever <laughs> I just want to be honest. Television. <laughs> and CES is a huge TV show. And so Chris Welch is going to tell us, give us the lay of the land of what TVs at CES look like, and then we're going to talk about it a bit. CES is where TVs have their big moment every year. It's the destination where the world's biggest tech companies like Samsung, Sony, LG, and more bring their biggest, brightest, and most advanced new TV screens. It's a week of dazzling displays everywhere you turn. So this is CES 2017. But the two main themes you're going to see are the same ones as last year, 4K and HDR. And yeah, you've been hearing about 4K for years now, but it's finally easy to find stuff you actually like to watch on Amazon and Netflix. And HDR is about so much more than just a sharper picture. It improves on 4K in a big way with brighter, more punchy colors that make blockbusters pop off the screen. All these things together make sitting in front of your TV feel more like being at the actual movies. Now HDR short for high dynamic range, was a pretty new feature last year, but this time, you're gonna see it everywhere. And all of this tech is getting cheap fast. You can pay around 600 bucks for a decent 4K HDR TV right now, but it won't compare to the TVs headlining CES this week. Stunning new OLED TVs from LG, and maybe even Sony. More 4K from Samsung, Panasonic, TCL, Hisense, and others. Prototype TVs, Android TVs, Chromecast TVs, and Roku TVs. So all the big factors, price and content, they're pretty much solved. CES 2017 is the moment where all these TV companies have to prove once and for all that 4K is now essential. TVs are the true spectacle of CES, and The Verge is here in Las Vegas to tell you which ones are great, which ones aren't, and which one might be the best fit for your living room. Hey, we're back. Yeah. Lauren Good is here. Hello. Hello. And I have a Twitter mug. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? This is smart Twitter mug. Yeah, it's yeah. measuring you right now. Will it tweet every time I take a sip? Yeah, that's a nightmare. Ooh. Better get on it. Um, okay, so Lauren. Yes. Uh, you have been on the TV beat for us for a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You've been doing a lot of streaming stuff. Cathode ray beat specifically. <laughs> CRT. CRT. Yeah. I, bet the I bet there's one CRT TV here. There probably like is. Like a giant yeah. one. Um, there, Hisense did a rear projection TV, a 100-inch rear projection. Wow. Laser TV. They're bringing it back. Anyway, uh, but you've been looking at some of the streaming stuff. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with kind of the start. Amazon is basically putting a bunch of cheap TVs with Fire OS embedded in them. That is correct. And they're kind of, right. you think they're going straight at Roku? Uh, I don't know if they're going straight at Roku, but I think that's sort of a popular strategy for people that have OSs or have right. media services. They're not going to embed them in super expensive high-end TVs like Samsung's or LG's or any of that. They're going to start at the low end and just say, how many people can we get using our OS as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible. Hey, here's a way to do it. Right. Let's partner with some Chinese TV manufacturers. You know, people like Hisense and Hire are working with Roku. People like Element and Seiki and Westinghouse are mm -hmm. working with 
Amazon and how cheaply and inexpensively and quickly can we get this out to people? So it's like every year at CES we're like, okay, is it going to be 3D? Is it going to be flat panels? Is it going to be HDR? Is it going to be 4K? Yeah. It seems like this year like the the HDR, the, the tech race is like it's, a, it's a, a talk. It's like a downbeat. And instead the race is like, can we build smarts into the TVs? Because I, I do see some weird, like I mean, that LG have, like, TV. The super, super high, right. The super, right. super high-end stuff. Some stuff that's probably even better as a concept or maybe yeah. like a really large display. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit too. But yeah, I'd say those are like the two trends we're going to see this year in TVs. It's going to be really, really high-end, really futuristic, really expensive, or it's going to be smart TVs. Right, well, so the operating, <laughs> it's like the other guys. Smart. Lab. smart. There's like WebOS. Right. The smart TV apps, I feel now, are fine. Which is a yeah. weird thing, because for years we'd say, don't use them, they're terrible, they're the worst. Yep. But now I think they're like, they're good enough for the next couple of years, don't worry about it. If they suck in two years, you can stop using them, but especially on 4K TVs, they're fine. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna berate you for using your smart TV app instead of a set top box. Well, so what I think is interesting is you look at Samsung. Obviously, has its own OS on their TVs yep. and ties in. Yep. LG has WebOS. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> they actually alive? they actually put out a really cool TV, super thin TV with yeah, like yeah. a soundbar. Really yeah. Speakers come TV. up. Uh, and then you look at the low end of the market, mm -hmm. and that's where Roku and Amazon now are in there. Yep. Sony uses Android TV. Vizio uses Chromecast. All the big platform players are involved in the TV space. Uh, Microsoft makes the Xbox. Right. Uh, only one who's not there, not building the stuff into the TV, is Apple. Doesn't yep. ship a 4K box. Yep. It's kind of that moment. I yeah. guess you'd call it a moment. Yeah. I mean, I see. I, I listened to what Megan said earlier about, you know, well, why do I need a TV? I have a computer screen, right? And I think that a lot of the industry, especially the people that have services, see that that's the way things are going. The TV is actually kind right. of the least essential part of it. It's just a Screen. Just screen. Yeah. It's just a screen. It happens to be bigger. So in some of your use cases, sitting around your living room, a bunch of people over watching sports, it's still that's still going to be the screen, right? right? Ultimately, it's about how can we just get people to buy stuff on the little box or you know the yeah. OS that right. we. Which make. is why Amazon wants to do that. Okay, we've got to take another break. We're going to be back with a robot. It's going to be very strange. You're going to love it. It's not going to be terrifying at all. And no one's going to die right after this. <laughs> We're back. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with Kyle Weens and KK Clapp from iFixit, and we're gonna take apart a headset live on the air? Yeah. I think? Yeah, yeah. that's a PSVR. It's gonna be it's amazing. PSVR, yeah. So tell me a little bit what CS is like for you. So actually, tell us a little bit about iFixit, just so if people don't know who you are, we sure. can really land. Our mission is to teach everybody how to fix all their stuff. Okay. So the moment new gizmos come out, we take it apart and show what's inside. Okay. And hopefully give people an idea, should you buy this? If, it, if you buy it, is it going to break? If it breaks, how expensive is it going to be to fix? Right. Uh, and, and so CES and is this, we got screws flying. This is great. Yeah. CES is this big tease for us because everybody announces things, but you can't actually have it. Right. So right. we were at CES unveiled yesterday, and we were going around all the booths saying, hey, that's a really cool hairbrush. Can I take it apart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you can't take my hairbrush apart. We have one. Yeah. Right, right. So you guys, I think everybody knows, if you're watching the show, you know this, you definitely know about iFixit. Every time there's a new product comes out, iFixit tears it down live, which is super fun. I think we all watch. Yeah. You guys talk to your friends, that, you know, tear down chips and do x-rays of chips. Right. Tell us how it works. And you assign a repairability score. Right. Right. I come to this show, and what I'm thinking about is, the gadget like this, okay, fine, you can't repair it. It's a consumer VR headset. It's full of screen. It's basically a computer, self-contained. Okay, I, I can argue with you about whether you should be able to repair this. Sure. 
I look at all the smart home stuff, and I'm thinking, when my dishwasher breaks, normally right. a person shows up, it's a mechanical object, they can mostly take it apart and fix it. The second that thing becomes an Android computer, now I've got all kinds of other problems. Do you see that? The moment you add electronics to these gadgets or to these products that we have in our lives, it changes the ballgame. Uh -huh. And all of the frustrations that we've had with repairing electronics, like we're pretty good at repairing most electronics, but some of them we have a real challenge. And then when you see those challenges introduced into something like a refrigerator that should last 10 or 20 or 30 years, and we're going to take it to the life cycle of a, a tablet by adding a tablet to a refrigerator, right. that's a challenge. Yeah. So what do you, what, what's the solve there? I mean, like, yeah. do you think your advocacy for, like, right to repair, which is a, a thing that actually in policy circles, we, like, people talk about, has that, have you seen forward momentum there? Have you seen it coming back? There's huge momentum around right to repair. There's four states going to be introducing legislation this year uh, where they're saying, hey, if you're going to sell a product. this BSVR. <laughs> 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 this is actually, this thing got a pretty high repairability score. We like this device yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, why is it got a high repairability score? What the, it's what's fairly modular it? and straightforward. Okay. Sony just has their shit together. They are so good at building <laughs> yeah. hardware. I yeah. remember those pictures when the Xbox One came out and the PS4 came out, and the Xbox One you took it off, and it was like, it looked like the first Iron Man suit on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> like and and the Sony is just minimalist and dialed in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Sony just uh, opened their warehouse full of garbage old parts, and they were like, I don't know, these PlayStation Move controllers, we'll use those. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we got this. We got this all pulled apart here. So this is inside. So the, the PlayStation VR uses one single LCD or o yeah. OLED instead of instead of two, like like the Oculus does. Yeah. Uh, but in general, it's interesting. Look how much space is available inside this thing. Yeah. Wow. They, they could have made this half the size if they wanted to. You think so? I think the industrial designers picked the form factor that was going to look the best from the outside and designed the internals around it. Well, you got to wear these on your face. You don't want to get too hot, right? I mean, how much, how much heat does the OLED put off? Yeah. Megan, have you put a PSVR on? Have you used it? Yeah. Do you think it's too big, too small? Uh, I have a small head, so my <laughs> answer is maybe not most applicable in this situation. <laughs> it fits me just fine. Yeah. Uh, and it's the most balanced. Right. Right. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, for me, it's the simplest one that you can get outside of a shell on a phone. Uh, when you think about, like, I fix it and it's like roll, obviously you help people fix their things. Do you think you're going to have a big set of how to repair all the smart home gadgets in your house? Yes, absolutely. Because right yeah. now you do a lot of how to repair your iPhone, a lot of screen replacement kits. We have, it's shocking to me oftentimes how much is on iFixit. We're like Wikipedia. We cover, we have typewriter repair information, we have oscilloscope yeah. repair manuals, we've got appliance repair manuals. It's whatever the community is interested in. Mm -hmm. And the trick with these, these home appliances is generally that there aren't enough of them made to get enough distributed information. So we're working on solving that. Yeah. But I think it's going to be really critical. I, I have no fear at all going from the electronics repair realm into the appliance repair realm. You would space. never think that that is the, the road that you would be on. Right. Like, now I repair appliances as well. Okay, KK is going to keep breaking this down. Megan, tell us what's going on on Twitter. Okay, so I want to talk about the Twitter poll we put up this morning. Yeah. Um, so we asked people, what are you looking forward to the most from CES 2017? Uh, so answer or the questions were next-gen wearables, uh, more mainstream robots, smart home gadgets or cars of the future. People said smart home gadgets. Yeah. That's the wrong answer. The answer Definitely should actually be answer. robots. Yeah. But the people have spoken. This is what they have to have to say. It's not overwhelming, i got to say. Well, robots is solidly It's last. solidly the solid, worst. Yeah. But smart home gadgets is sort of in the lead. But you, you've yeah. got another poll going now as well? Um, yeah, so we're actually going to have one up. Um, we are going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, I actually do want to shout out. We got a really good tweet earlier that I want to highlight. Yeah. Um, so someone asked, what is the one thing you've seen in CES? And just said, nope. 
<laughs> I love this tweet. I want to talk about it. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot at CES where you like look at stuff. I don't know, Kyle, what's one that you've seen where you've just been like, I reject this idea out of hand? Well, I don't, right, the, the Superman, the hypersuit. Oh, yeah, the VR thing right. where you like, Which down. is not necessarily new, but it's, I mean. So what Kyle was talking about yesterday unveiled, there was a whole platform. Megan, I, I believe tried that. I saw you on There's it. Uh, you lie down on it, you hold some uh, handles, basically, they're a controller, you wear a VR headset. And, and then they, have they, had, they had like a $12 dime store fan blowing at you <laughs> to make you feel like you were flying. And so, you want to reject that, but that could be the Disneyland no. of the future. I, so I think yeah. That, yeah, that's like a little hint of where we could go. The one I'm going to reject, and this is true, I saw it yesterday, it was a $2,000 umbrella for your patio. Okay. It was Bluetooth, it had speakers, it had light sensors, it follows the sun. Uh, I mean, it, it powers your phone. But $2,000 umbrella. And the umbrella is always the thing that breaks. Yeah. You take the thing that breaks the most in your life and add all kinds of fancy gadgets on top of it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we promised you a robot. Robots, Megan. I'm ready. I love robots. This yeah. is it. This is where we live. Promise you a robot. I promise you won't kill you. Let's watch it right now. Hi there, it's Ashley Carmen from The Verge. Today we're checking out a new smart home robot named Curry. Hey, Curry. A company called Mayfield Robotics, which is a Bosch startup, designed Curry with personality in mind. So the first thing you'll probably notice is Curry's eyes and demeanor. Similarly to the Amazon Echo or Google Home, Curry can play music on command over Bluetooth, but there's no voice control just yet. The key difference between the Echo and the Google Home and Curry is that Curry is on wheels. So yes, in theory, you can have a robot Bluetooth speaker following you around. But during our demo, we weren't able to use Spotify or Apple Music to play music necessarily. Curry moves around your house relying on a depth sensor to figure out where obstacles are, navigate around them, and make sure it's in the right room. One of the ideas behind Curry is that when you're not at home, you can use it kind of like a surveillance robot. It has a camera behind its eyes and you can watch the live feed through its companion app. But it technically dies after two hours of constant use, so you probably won't get a complete live feed of the entire day. Curry knows when its battery is running low though, so it'll automatically return to its dock so that it's pretty much always charged. Honestly, during my demo with Curry, I thought the robot was super cute. Its eyes are expressive and it's adorable. You can't help but want to play with it. But with that said, Curry really didn't live up to its expectations, at least right now. It's super impressive that Curry can navigate around the house and avoid obstacles. That takes a lot of programming and it's cool that they're able to do that. But still, I feel like I didn't get to appreciate its full personality because I couldn't even use voice commands to talk to it. Curry isn't supposed to ship until the end of the year, so Mayfield has a lot of time to continue developing the robot. We're excited to see how Curry develops over the next year, and who knows, maybe this will be the smart home robot that breaks through. Uh, we're back. Hey. Miss Ashley Carmen is back as well. Back. How you doing? So you played with this robot. Yeah. I played with this robot as much as I could. Yeah, you were really excited. We were really excited about this because whole Because it's so cute. Yeah. It's so it's cute. It's the cutest robot. It around yeah, things. it looks like a little Wally or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you weren't able to actually do anything. No. So this robot can move around, as you yeah. saw, which is like impressive, right? From a robotic standpoint, being able to avoid obstacles move mm -hmm. around is definitely impressive. Mm -hmm. But I was promised a robot that I can interact with, talk to, it might make me laugh or something. No. Yeah. I feel Didn't like th there's a lot of these floating around they CES this year. They all have the same mode of like a circular face with eyes with little eyelids that go up into up on the bottom so they look really cute. Like yeah. everybody's doing it. Everybody's making the little round cute little, you know, Alexa-based robot that goes, hey. 
So I think the thing about that, though, is the reason Alexa and Google Home and all that stuff is popular is because you don't have to think about them. They're just right. there, and when you talk to them, they respond. This robot is like, you have to like babysit it. <laughs> right. Well, it's I, actually supposed to babysit your kids in the sense that it's partially a security bot that rolls around the house. Okay. And you can check in with it and yeah. watch over its camera like, is my kid doing his homework right now? And then Least spy Least effective him. security device in the world. So adorable. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple things going on right now. Sony just started. Uh, yeah. Megan's going to be watching it. Their tagline this year, I'm not, this is live. I can't make this up. The last one inch. No. I no. don't know what that means, but that's that's, like that's what's so Wait. That, the, last, the, the last mile is a problem. I don't know. Internet. Uh, uh. LG also happened. We're going to come back, have all, all the news from LG. We're going to check in on whatever the hell is happening with Sony uh, right after this. All right, we're back. Let's get right into some more news from CES. More headlines. More headlines. Yeah. LG happened. Dieter, you, I'm just, just tossing. I'm just, <laughs> don't. I want you to react pure. LG made a fridge. It runs WebOS. It runs WebOS. It has Alexa it in has it. It has Alexa in it. Last year, LG's fridge ran Windows 10. Yeah, so... This year, WebOS. So but, if you don't know, Dieter is the oldest school palm stand that has ever existed. Uh-huh. Uh, it has a 29-inch touchscreen on it. It's called the InstaView. It's got a door-in-door, so you can like have a translucent door, so you can look at it without letting all the cold out. It tells you the weather. Why does it run WebOS? Does it have cards? Does no. it have just type? WebOS doesn't Does mean it have anything. a unified contact manager? Friends, friends, <laughs> WebOS is dead. It's on Unless LG's you buy this TVs. fridge. It's on the fridge. Which it's alive and keeping your food but cold. But it's not WebOS anymore. It's just Tizen, but it's LG's version of it. I, yeah. I, I want to love this fridge. I'm going to go check it out. I can't wait to go see it in person and experience the WebOSness. It. But it's not WebOS. But they had something that was actually cute running yeah. Alexa, though, right? Yeah. They had another thing. They had a little robot, right? They had a little robot. Yeah. The Hub Home. Hub Home. It's got that animated face. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like a, like a little bit, right? Like, this is another thing I'm saying. Like, I like these robots. I see what's going on with Alexa and the voice uh-huh. assistants. Finally, there's a, there's a back-end technology you can talk to that people like talking right. to. But do you need... So let's make it move around, and now we've made a robot. Do you need an Alexa to look at you and make the default robot face, which, again, is... Yeah. Like, you do you need want... it to look at you and be cute? Megan, yes, do you want? Always. Do you need it? Okay, have you seen realistic robots? Because they're extremely creepy. I want a robot that's cute and looks like an emoji. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, how much would you spend on this robot? <laughs> how much my what? How much would you spend on this robot? Maybe like 300. All right. That's about yeah. right. It's, okay. it's the price of two echoes. You're like, put a. <laughs> anyway. We've buried the lead. Because the best thing that LG announced is. Uh, signature 4K OLED W series TV. It's a lot of letters. W stands for wallpaper. Um, <laughs> it's in it's, it's, it's 65 <laughs> inches. It's 2.57 millimeters thick. Yeah. It is the most insane looking television I've ever seen in my life because it's less than three millimeters thick. You just hang it on the wall. Okay. So it's a trick though, right? You know yeah. it's a trick because the actual TV stuff this besides is an old the screen. Trick is in the sound bar that sits underneath the TV. Years ago, I came to CES and I saw Sony's first OLED TV, uh-huh. which was like 10 inches, it cost $10,000, uh-huh. and they did the same trick. They buried all the internals in the box to make the panel look really thin. Yeah. Samsung's TV has a breakout box. You the breakout what? box is a thing. Samsung's TV's breakout box, uh, the cord lights up. 
<laughs> just to let you know that you have a breakout box. I am pro breakout box. Yeah? Yeah. Well, this breakout box, also a sound bar. Right. Uh, and the speakers rise up when you're watching TV, and then they go away, and then they break, and you gotta call Kyle, yeah. and Kyle will fix it for you. Uh, <laughs> and apparently, uh, they've also got, uh, or it's part of this thing, a 4K soundbar. The soundbar is 4K, which means that's nothing. That's a lie. Vlad was very mad. What does that even mean? Uh, we also got LG's new Gram laptop. Yeah, so the, the Gram, Gram 14 laptop. does not weigh 14 grams, it weighs <laughs> slightly over two pounds. Very misleading. Yeah. But they did the thing that we always, always, always talk about on this show. Right. Uh, on the Vergecast in general. Yeah. Which is they made it slightly thicker and they put a bigger battery in it which and now the battery lasts three hours longer. Thank you. Uh, it's put a decent... I think yeah, LG. That, I think it looks, looks a bit like a MacBook. It looks 100% like a MacBook. <laughs> it is this computer. Not, they made it slightly thicker. Not just a little uh, bit. We also saw yesterday unveiled uh, a bunch of news about USB-C docks for MacBooks. Uh, my favorite yeah. one, uh, Griffin or Belkin, put out one that is just a huge battery slice that makes this computer as thick as a 2012 MacBook Pro. Uh, no, uh, don't not, do that. Just a lot of nonsense here at CES. Okay, uh, well, well, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come right back and we're gonna talk to Mr. Casey Newton about the magic of periscoping. It's, it's gonna be great. We're back and I have very exciting news. Casey Newton is here. How's it going? Hey. There he is. It's happening. The man, the legend, the budding improv star. <laughs> Casey, that's true. That's just a fact. Yeah. Uh, okay, Casey, you have been using an app called Periscope. I have. You're yeah. the, I would say you're the dominant Periscoper left in the field. Nice of you uh, to say. But you got some like silly hardware to go along this week at CES. Yeah, so uh, something exciting is happening in the world of Periscope, which is if you liked it in 180 degrees, what if we multiply that by two? So Periscope 360 <laughs> is, is now in I beta. That's how that, that's, that didn't is that, start at 180. Did my math get field wrong? Field of view is like... Well, I mean, you could sort of see, you know, this plane, but you can't right, so get not, not okay. like your Every... greatest pitch for spherical video. Here's the deal. <laughs> He's still, Here's still workshop. I've <laughs> been going around, and I think you're seeing this on the video now. Yeah. I've been sort of going around the show floor. I've been talking to people. I've been trying to get a sense of what gadgets here are exciting. And I've been doing it uh, with a camera. Yeah, so I watched Casey's scope last yeah. night. Literally, all anyone wants to know is what camera it's about the camera, yeah. and so I thought this would be a good time to talk about the camera. Yeah. So this is the Insta360 Nano. Okay. This is a $200 camera that you can buy right now from uh, your favorite retailer. And uh, all you do is snap it uh, into the lightning port on your iPhone, and uh, you turn it upside down. Oh, wow. I've actually put this on backwards. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> Periscope Pro. Um, yeah, Periscope Pro. And then I walk around, and uh, I can see, uh, essentially, so does this work in every camera app, or just Periscope? Or uh, what's the support so like? So I believe that it has support for other 360-degree video solutions. So uh, you know, YouTube and others, this yeah. would probably work. Uh, I've used it exclusively with Periscope so far, and we've been getting pretty uh, good results. Uh, yeah. I've done a couple of them so far. People really enjoy being able to see all around. Yeah, it's really small. Yeah, it's tiny. I mean, the thing weighs like, you know, less than a pound. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably just a few ounces. Does it have a headphone jack? Uh, no headphone jack. Just it's get getting all the audio from. Uh, uh, and so you got to charge it's got its own battery. Yeah, so, so it, it looks like a little, little micro SD micro, card micro slot. USB. So when you're recording, does it record to here or does it record to it the phone? It records to the phone. But this is just backup? Um, the, yes. Okay. There it is. Yes. I'm with you. Because you're streaming live. Who cares? Exactly. This is all ephemeral. It's, it's coming it's and going. It's not about saving it. Like, Doing a hands-on with it, like I could look at you, or just 
No, I boring, enjoy look looking straight down and seeing your little robot disembodied hand, which is <laughs> a, true, a true joy of all 360 videos. I, I, I got more comments on my shoes than I ever got before uh, <laughs> on, a, on a Periscope 360. Uh, so let me ask you, 360 yeah. in general, Yeah. obviously there's VR all over this show. Yeah. Uh, what's your sense of whether it's mainstream or whether we're just screwing around because we're The Verge or like... Yeah. What do you think the audience for this stuff? So to me, I think I think like live video itself, it's another tool in the toolkit. There are going to be a handful of times where it's amazing, and then there's going to be a lot of times where you probably don't want to bother. But if you think about the CES show floor, where you're surrounded by people, you're surrounded by gadgets, it's a perfect time to go 360 because different people are going to want to see different things. And you know, even if they're not able to sort of perfectly zoom in on every gadget that is around me, they can at least get a sense of what it's like to be there. And for me, my favorite comments that I was getting yesterday and today were, were just from people saying. I feel like I'm there. It's a yeah. little cheesy, but um, you know, if you're in India right now or you're in Germany and you've always wanted to know what it's like to be at a show like this, 360-degree video gets you closer than you've been able to get before. Yeah. I enjoy the people who are looking around you and being like, go talk to that guy because <laughs> yeah. they could see what you were prioritizing. Yeah. That guy's cute. What's his story? <laughs> yeah. Is he seeing anyone? The true story of CES. Mm -hmm. Casey <laughs> just cruising, <laughs> unveiled. <laughs> no. uh, Megan, have you been watching a lot of 360 video? Does this appeal to you? Um, yes, because I have really bad ADD, so I like people be talking. I like the chance to move around and see what else is happening. Um, I like it. I, I think you have really nice shoes too, Casey. <laughs> really enjoyable to watch wow. you walk around. This is the most positive the Vergecast has been in like five years. <laughs> Just here to bring in the hugs and the good it's feels. It's your first CES, and so you're like. You exactly. I'm not yeah. jaded yet. There it is. I think everything is wonderful and magical still. Yeah. All right, Megan, uh, tell us what's going on over there on the socials. Um, well, one, I have another Twitter poll. Okay. Um, so, question is, will Faraday Future ever actually release the FF91? Yes or I no? also know the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. I, I feel guess, like a lot of people maybe do, yeah. but um, I just want everybody to go vote. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go to um, Twitter, at The Verge, and let us know. Um, also, we got a really good tweet that I want to give a shout out to. Um, here's the bear asked, why does Dieter look like he could be in the next Bond film? Yeah. I mean, you do. I, 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 it's fair. Um, Dieter just got a new promo picture for The Verge, and you look super evil. Uh, someone also insulted the way I look, so we're doing well. Whoa, I'm not going right. to shout that one out. That's a um, nice jacket, though. That's I am going to wear a more Bond villain-esque jacket tomorrow, so stay tuned. Yeah. Tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern. Dieter's going to get more and more dramatic as, <laughs> as the week and, goes on. By the end of the week, I'm going to look exactly like Christoph Waltz. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, all right. Megan, anything else going on on Twitter? Any other action? Um... Yeah, I guess I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, we have Zach Pagano asking, what do you think the biggest tech surprise has been so far of CES? So I, I, I want to say it's just Alexa. Mm -hmm. That's kind yeah. of, But it's not surprising, right? It's Amazon wants this to happen. This is how they want to win. I think Lauren Good is going to do a segment for us this week on the show, mm -hmm. just looking deeply into how integrated Amazon is everywhere. So I want to say that it's a surprise. Um, but it, it feels like it's a surprise that was well on its way, that the idea of Amazon touching all the smart objects in your house and controlling them, I don't think that's what they thought the Echo was going to do when they put it out. Right. They realized that's what it should do, and they quickly got there faster than anybody else. Yeah. And I think the big, the big question for me, the big surprise, is whether they're going to be so dominant just based on this show that anyone else will be able to catch up. And I mean, we saw a dozen clones last night or more. Um, but you know, I think it's always a surprise when a trend lands for real, right? It's easy for people like us to make a prediction that voice control is going to be the next big thing. But then you come to a show like CES, and it's kind of the next big thing. And uh, you start to see it moving uh, more quickly than you anticipated. So for me, that was just the sort of surprise. It's like, OK, this is mainstream now. Right. Megan, were yeah. you surprised by anything? 
I mean, everything surprises me because it's all still new, so it's all wonderful. Um, all right, Dieter. Yeah, so you're gonna make this happen. This is this is gonna be awkward. I have a thing. Dieter has a toy. This I have a toy. This is so exciting. I'm it's really it cool. Off the ground. Oh, oh my, my god. god. It's so awkward looking. This is the Spud. Is it is it broad because it's playing? It I want, is. Yep. I want you to know that Dieter has been hiding this under the desk yes. the whole time. So I can confirm. if you're seeing this on camera, don't be. It's it's a display, and you probably it, it's you know it's not designed to be shown under. Studio lights. Yeah, but fold um, it up. Show the people what so it does. It's called the Spud because it stands for spontaneous pop-up display. It's pretty good. And so you can just <laughs> collapse it down, <laughs> fold it yeah. up. Yeah. You know, I was in a car accident once, and that came flying out of the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so they were. So they were here. Uh, they were telling us about it. Yeah. They actually developed this wrinkle-free projection screen yes. themselves. They have a patent on it. It's a it's a special it's a whole thing, and they've developed these optics themselves. Get good colors. This is like the good side of Kickstarter. Right. Like Ashley and Paul cover the bad side of Kickstarter all day long. <laughs> yeah. It's my punishment to Paul Miller for quitting the internet. Uh, it's a 24 inch screen. <laughs> it's 1280 by 720. 1280 by 720. Yeah. It's a short throw projector. Uh, you can get it on Kickstarter now. But I mean, it's just one of those silly it's, CES things. Yeah. Uh, it actually. I just love. Describe a single use case for this uh, device. Uh, you're that guy in a coffee shop. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's number one. No, I, no, camping. Camping? Camping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You go outside, you watch a movie. Yeah. You uh, pitch a tent and then you pitch your TV. <laughs> I don't think I'm folding it up right. I'm you, sorry. I mean, you're uh, 0 for 2 on Arobia who makes the spuds. Um, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Darn. Also, it, it takes a certain amount of hood spud to just call your product spud. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really good. I, yeah. This is the sort of thing where... Okay, here, here's the truth. CS is full of gadgets that, that won't hit. CS is full right. of silly Samsung events where they like line up letters and acronyms uh -huh. and they take shots at LG. Yeah. You know, like the big corporate stuff, the big bets, this is gonna change the world. Everyone focuses on that and then is naturally disappointed by that stuff. These kinds of little gadgets, where they actually made it, they did the they, they did the work. They didn't yeah. just like buy a bunch of components. No, they, like, they, they did engineering. They created a new kind of screen. Like, this yeah. is the sort of thing where, look, maybe it won't blow up the world, but like, you don't see them anywhere else. Yeah. There's very rare that we get to go look at a bunch of like little companies inventing things. Yeah, like I've got this whole rant, which I can get into later. But like, just because every single CES tech event doesn't change the world, doesn't mean that it's not. Fun and cool to go look at this thing. Also, like, it's called the Spud. It's also called the Spud. Yeah. yeah. We're going to watch the movies outside later, Casey. Okay? So you and me, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to take a break, uh, and then we'll be right back. We're hey. back. Yeah. It happened again. Yeah. It just keeps happening. <laughs> it keeps happening. Uh, well, Paul and Ashley are here, but we got to do some headlines. We got a couple more headlines we're going to talk about. And then about. we're going to play with some toys. Yeah, I think the first one is this uh, Predator 21X gaming laptop. It is $9,000. Uh, Here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to offer you not uh, a subjective stat or an uh -huh. opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer you an objective statistic. Yeah. We put up a video of this laptop when it was first on IFA. We reprinted here because they, they did the pricing announcement yep. at CES. 21 million views on the video of this laptop. It yeah. is the amount of interest in a $9,000 gaming laptop. Yeah. Uh, that has a curved display. That is literally. Curved display. You saw the video with Sam Byford. It's four times the size of an average British human. <laughs> it's so big. Do people ask, how much did it cost to build the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. No, it's a monument for humankind. Yeah. That's it's just like this laptop. Yeah. It's like okay. the Predator. Just want to make sure uh, you're I, I, You know, uh, Nick Stat wrote a great piece for The Verge today. Yeah. PCs are interesting again. 
Uh, and I think it's really true. I think there's actually a bunch of really interesting PCs at the show. Um, I mean, I've just taken my MacBook and thrown it off the set <laughs> because I'm over it. Um, that's not why. Maybe you'll find out one day. Um, but I think Apple had a moment with the new MacBook Pro where interest has waned. People are really interested in new Windows hardware. Yeah. And actually, there's a bunch of new Windows hardware available to capitalize that interest. I don't know if the $9,000 gaming PC is that thing. Yeah. I'm going to get one. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, I don't have a kid yet, but when I do have a kid, I don't want that kid to go to college. I will say that I'm... The, the I want them to be wrapped to in an immersive gaming environment. <laughs> you want them to be crushed. You want them to literally crush their tiny child legs so they can never leave Look, the you're house. from Minnesota, Dieter. I am. And you I know need, the story of Babe the Blue Ox. I need to if keep you make warm. the kid lift the laptop every day, eventually <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to lift the whole thing. Your kid's going to love you. Wow. Yeah. It's going to um, be great. What else we got? Uh, there's also the Air TV player. So this is a, a set-top box from Dish, uh, 4K Android TV, which, don't laugh, it combines Sling TV service, it's got Netflix, and it comes with an OTA antenna. On paper, so it's 129 this is amazing. Yeah. What's particularly amazing about it is they're, they're basically saying, we know Sling TV doesn't have all the channels, but if you plug in an antenna, yep. you can just get the channels for free from the air, right. which is interesting. Uh, the problem is, it looks great on paper. It also looks great in person. Have in you person, seen it? In person, it looks like a Smurf vomit. I love it! Onto a jacket. <laughs> the remote is like white, and then it's got this blue line down it's the side. It's so confusingly accents. ugly. It's I, Dish Network. It's beautiful. As a company, and I, you know, I'm sure they have well-meaning designers. Uh huh. I have never seen a company that is so bad at producing attractive hardware. It's like they, you know, what? The, it's like they're going. It's they're in like, their DNA. It's in their DNA. They're yeah. like, you know, Apple really set this trend for minimalism, for sleekness. <laughs> For like refining and like some like someone at Dish Network is like drinking a Coors Light and they're like, yeah. fuck you, Johnny Ive. And it's just like we're going the other way. <laughs> like that guy's got it wrong. Whatever, man. I think it looks great. All right. What and else? You can get it for 99 bucks 99 if you don't bucks. want it's, the it's um, cheap. It's 129 with the antenna or 99 without yeah. the antenna. Um, so I guess we gotta talk about the Blackberry. We gotta talk about the Blackberry. There and then we gotta check on Megan on Sony. Oh, yeah. I got some news for you. Oh, what's oh, going wait, on? Wait, 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 let's do the Blackberry real quick. Let's do the BlackBerry real quick. Okay, BlackBerry. So there's a new BlackBerry. We don't know a ton about it because it's like an alpha device, but TCL makes it. They've owned the exclusive rights to... What else do they own? Do it. Palm. They also <laughs> own the Palm brand, and they have uh, they have a they put out a poll saying, what should we do with it? And then they never followed up <laughs> on what they would do with it. If you've been watching the show and you've seen like Dieter acting excited, what you're not seeing is the, the just the death in his eyes. We brought up home so much. Like we talked about WebOS a bunch. Yeah. Now this thing. So uh, the cool thing about the BlackBerry, I guess, is the thumbprint reader on it is on the space bar on the physical keyboard. This product is doomed. Megan, what's going on with Sony? <laughs> okay, so Sony has a lot of 4K news. Um, I'm just going to read you guys a happy list real quick. Okay. Um, so we've got a 4K um, OLED, LED for TV. Bleh. So 4K they, they, they did it. They put out yeah. an OLED. Yeah, they did, an OLED. And they it's, an, it's an O and not a Q or any other circular letter. It's letters it's, we are familiar with, yes. Yeah. Hold on, we got more, though. So they've got a 4K projector, which I'll come back to, uh, new 4K cameras and a 4K Blu-ray player. But I want to talk about the, about the projector. I'm just going to read this beautiful headline from Paul Miller. Uh, Sony's new short throw 4K projector is $25,000 and be brutally beautiful. Brutally beautiful. What's, also, brutal, what's brutal about it? <laughs> 77 pounds. It's what? a monolo monolith. So it's like, it's like three feet wide. And it's got these like heat fins in the back. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's so it's like we could barely contain the power. Like we yeah. had to find space materials to contain the power <laughs> of this 4K projector. I guess my question is: what, You say twenty thousand dollars? Twenty five. Twenty five thousand dollars. Oh my god! So you have a space in your house. Mm -hmm. 
to put a monolithic projector with mm. heat vins. Yeah. You have $25,000, but you don't have quite enough room for the full throw of the projector. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of short throw <laughs> projectors. It's kind of a thing. Short I mean, throw projectors are think, actually a trend. If you think, compare this to the, the LG like wallpaper TV, right? Yeah. There's a bar below it that has the brains, yeah. and then there's a screen. Yeah. This is just like a projector below the screen. Like I, I like this idea of Wait, just- Wait, how short is short throw? Six inches. So it can be oh, wow. six inches away from the wall and project a hundred inch image. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is classic Sony. Did you do anything yeah. else? Any other wild? What does one, the final inch mean? What was it, one more inch? They ever, they clear that up for us? Someone needs to let us know what story is there. I don't. I don't think I've got that yet. All right. Uh, we'll, ch we'll check in. Gonna, there's going to be an I mean, this is literally happening simultaneously from me with on TheVerge.com on what that one inch is, what yeah. that means. Uh, I am happy that they're making OLED TVs. That LG's not sort of, you know, the one thing where everyone thinks of for OLED. So I, I was buying and a TV. Like, also, it's like, I don't know, I feel like the Bravia brand is sort of, it was the thing, and then it like sort of fell in I mean, hard that's times. the story of Sony, right? They had yeah. all of the brands in the 80s and 90s, and then they're like, what if we blow it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What if we did that? Like, my favorite is, I think I've, I've told Ashley to go chase this story around CES, uh, giant speakers. Like, there's giant Bluetooth speakers all right, over the show. Right. Sony had the Mega Bass brand. Let that slide into oblivion. They've come back with extra bass. No. <laughs> it's like, no. you had it. Like, what if we no. had a little bit more bass? But they had Bravia. They had Trinitron before that. Yeah. Uh, they've been out of the high-end TV game for a long time. Yeah. Sony's been rumored to make OLEDs forever. I think since we've come to CES. But isn't it the OLED thing, it's all just like buddy-buddy. It's still basically one company making OLED. I mean, one company makes every panel for everyone, right? Yeah. But I think Sony trying to get back into that high-end audio video game is good for them. Mm -hmm. uh, last year they put out, uh, two years ago they did what, the $1,000 Walkman or whatever. Uh, then they did a bunch of high-end audio stuff. This is what CES is all about for Sony. Yeah. It's like really high-end audio video gear, right? and then you buy the cheap one instead. They should have put out another Walkman. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think these people have some gadgets for us. Yeah. Gadgets. Absolutely <laughs> correct. All right, let's see some stuff. So you want to yeah, see some gadgets? Yeah, what do you, what do you got? Like, should we just like pull things out? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sugar Baker Crew, what are you here, here for? Go. You have here gadgets. Here we go, here we go. Okay, what's this? It's a, it's a <laughs> That's an iPad. That's an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard of the iPad? It's from Apple, Apple, Apple I think. Uh, okay, so this is a smart toothbrush. This is actually ours second. Oh my gosh. This is the second toothbrush. Um, and that's a I got brush. my notes. You got it. Oh, oh, spoilers. <laughs> wow. So this is Colibri makes this smart toothbrush, right? right? And they've made, they've made it before. This they've is like been, here's the thing. They've been tracking how everybody's been doing this. They used all that data, and now they can detect exactly where you are in your mouth. What? And they made uh, a pretty great game out of it. So like, here's, this has been tracking how well I've been doing. Here's a checkup. See, this is how well I did last time. Yeah. Like, I, I was really up on the left side, but I didn't get the right side. Are you, or are you not going to brush your teeth? Live I'm going to brush my teeth right now. Okay. okay. That's, so all, that's all the people want. Okay, fine. I'll just <laughs> brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to tell us the stuff while you brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this is called Go Pirate. It's like an endless runner. Uh huh. Wait, and, is that the uh, music from Go yeah. Pirate that the yeah. people are hearing? We're gonna, we're it's gonna a real adventure. Along. You don't want to go on an adventure? <laughs> no. Okay. This is amazing. Right, How much right. does this toothbrush cost? It's, uh, let me look at my notes, 130 bucks, but you can pre-order it now and get it for 80 bucks. Of course. It's going to ship in March. True Kickstarter fashion. Yeah. All right, here we go, here we go. All right, 
The moment so you've you all been waiting for. Button. Okay, so now I'm supposed <laughs> to be on my right side, right? Uh -huh. I'll get all those coins. Yeah. Now it's going to tell me I'll go on a shift over and get on the left oh, outside. Is, is that the sound of the toothbrush? Yeah. Yeah, the whole toothbrush the whole, is. Oh. I, I'm supposed to be kind of doing this, but you can kind of game the system and just hold it in one place. <laughs> so now I go up here. Cheating and brushing your teeth. <laughs> Look. Do you, what do you think the kids are going to do? You think they're going to like really this go for like it? This is like when little kids go to the bathroom and start like washing their hands and the turn on the water. About it, we, had, we made a profile for myself, but I couldn't do it too many times because it cuts you off after three brushes in one day oh. so that kids don't like Overbrush. destroy their mouths. Wow. Oh my God. Because it's so much fun to brush your teeth. All right, Megan, in your previous life, you were an editor at the video game website Polygon. Uh -huh. Is this the future of video games? God, I hope not. <laughs> I do love Paul's broadcast, though. It's your boy Paul yeah. <laughs> broadcasting live from his mouth. <laughs> That's pretty um, good. Real quick, though, uh, I have the results of our Faraday Future okay. Twitter oh, poll. I, 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 this is going to be a huge shock right now. Uh -huh. uh, so we asked, will Faraday Future ever actually release its FF9 one electric car? 72% overwhelmingly says no. Yeah. Wow. It's not looking good. It's not looking good, 72%. guys. 72%. That's actually kind of lower than Nearly 30% of people yeah. believe. Yeah. I'm with you 30% people. Hope. Let's have the hope. All right, Ashley. Hope. You, you have a circle. I have so many things. I have like a big thing under the table. Right, let's do this one okay. and we'll, we'll right. come back we'll switch, yeah. So this is my smart fridge cam. Oh my god. You love this thing. I, it was love at first sight for me. Yeah. This is just one of those gadgets that Okay, so it's a camera that goes inside your refrigerator. So okay. if you can't afford those fancy schmancy Samsung fridges or whatever. Which break and then you can't fix yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. You have this camera it. that you can put inside your fridge and every time you open and close the door, it takes a photo. So it's always logging what's in your fridge at all times. Okay. okay. And also, okay, and then, so then there's more. <laughs> I was just giving you a second to let it sit you in. You know, every time I open the fridge right now, I take a photo with my mind. <laughs> do you? I make the sound. I'm like, oh, I don't think you do. Well, I okay, so because it knows what's inside the fridge, it can recommend recipes. Yeah, okay. It also, the whole point of the gadget is that they don't want you to waste food. Mm -hmm. So it keeps track of expiration dates because every time you put something in the fridge, you scan its barcode. Whoa. Yeah. Ah. So how does it know? Does it have Do like a database? Like it yeah, in? they have a database that they've been working with partners. How much does that thing cost? This is one fifty. Okay. Fifty. Why do you love it so much? Because this is something I would buy. Yeah. Really? Like I like I like weird home practical. This seems practical to me. I have no idea why it does. <laughs> I think it's because I like food. Yeah. Food things. All right. Yeah. Easy and win for me. You don't have to replace your entire fridge to use it. No, exactly. That's I live fine. in a shitty apartment. Like, yeah. this yeah. is a thing I can do to make my apartment a little more, like, high class. Yeah. <laughs> do you check it on your phone? Like, how often are you supposed to check it? Yeah, so there's right. an app. You could check it whenever you want. Yeah, but how often, do you <laughs> whenever you want. how often do you think you would check it? Does it alert you when hey, your milk is fired? if, uh, yes. Okay. Right. You know what I would do? The if classic I, smart home story, right? If I had one of these cameras, I would I would buy like a lemon meringue pie and just put it in my fridge and just like just look at it and know it's there. Feel good. I would yeah, buy one and put it in the fridge at work. Uh, this is what's going to happen. Just it's a big imagine brother knowing at work. you have pie at home all the time and being able to verify it with photographs. Imagine evidence. putting one of these in your work fridge and figuring out who the hell is stealing your shit. Ooh. Big brother comes to the workplace. Yeah. It's time. All right. All right. Do you have another Paul, thing? What do you got? Smart hairbrush. Oh my god. This thing has been very controversial. This is today. a real big controversy. This is the Kerastas Hair Coach powered by Withings. There's a microphone in here. Um, well, there's actually like multiple microphones, and there's also an accelerometer. Mm -hmm. um, so you brush your hair, right? 
I like the practical it's like a really high co- people have been talking about the price. This is like a really high quality brush. You can okay. you could buy a hairbrush for like $300. This yeah. is under $200. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's going to tell you like it will vibrate at you if you're brushing too hard. Yeah. What? But it also can detect like if your hair is like dry or brittle, it'll be like, "Hey, don't take a shower tomorrow or don't wash your hair tomorrow." Don't take a shower. <laughs> take a shower. <laughs> Paul's dream gash. <laughs> <laughs> you're cool, man. Oh, no, it's great. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, don't wash your hair tomorrow, yeah. like, get, get some more moisture in there. It will also recommend that you buy Kerastase products. Of course. Which is part of the controversy. Mm-hmm. I, I think for some people this might be like, uh, this is telling me to do more work. For other people like me, like, I used to have long hair. I was really bad to my luxurious. hair. It was luxurious. Yeah, it was nice, but I, I didn't do a good job, yeah. and I felt bad, and this maybe would help me be a little How smarter about my hair. How much is this it's a, under two hundred dollars. It's going to be available mid twenty seventeen. Right. So I will say you should read this on the Verge. Uh, this sparked a big debate amongst particular female reporters. They wrote a great little conversation about it. You should check it out. Yeah. It's a really interesting idea. I mean, to me, it's it's let's put sensors in things and see where they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of the the controversy around it has been really interesting as well. So you should definitely go check that out. Speaking, of you, wait, you got one more thing? No, I was just going to brush Dieter's hair for him real quick. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show, huh? Uh, all right, Ashley, speaking of beauty, this is really happening right in front of me. That's great, right? <laughs> That's quality, can, quality brush. <laughs> Let me tell you about the quality. <laughs> please, please. Paul is done. Paul is done. I'm done. He's going to wheel himself away. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, tell us about this mirror that you have in front of you. Okay, so it has a lot of fingerprints right now. Sorry, that's all me. Yeah. Um, it scans your face okay. and tells you essentially what's wrong with you. What? I mean, like, it's not a mean way. It's just uh, a reality. We all have wrinkles. We all have pores and blemishes. Oh and it like identifies them for you. Yes. So if, I if you can have show. the same one over time, will it eventually learn to not make well, you feel bad idea. about it? Well, that's the idea. Is like you said, ever going to be like, stop drinking? <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> good recommendation. Yeah, just like, probably I'm just going to show a picture of cigarettes. <laughs> You're like, no, no more of these. So I'm swiping right now. It's all gesture control. Oh, so you don't even touch it? You just Well, gesture? yeah. So the idea is you never touch the mirror, but of course we did to yeah. get it on here. So there's, right. in theory, no fingerprints. Okay. Um, so you set a baseline. I just want to warn the, watch, the viewers at home, my face is going to be very large on here <laughs> and highlighting all of my flaws, which is awesome. Yes. I'm so excited. Cut to Paul brushing his hair again. Yeah. <laughs> so brave. Let's so see brave. if I can do it. If I can go. Let's see if the lights are confusing it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, the lights are probably confusing oh, the no. sensor. Well, anyway, so the idea is that you set a baseline, and over time, it will keep track of how your skin's doing. So if you're really into beauty products, you want to know if it's making a difference. Right, so the argument here is that you buy the super expensive thing, and this will help you verify whether or not that works. Here's a, a previous one of someone. We could stop it there. But anyways, yeah, so there you have the mirror. Yeah, you going to buy this mirror? It's expensive. Does the mirror make you feel like the fridge can makes you feel? I'd be interested to try it out. Like, I'd want to put it in my house for a week, see how I do with it, and then go from there. Yeah. And, and how do you feel about the, the controversy around these beauty products here? Because our staff has been talking about it basically all day. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been, you know, in CES Madness, and then I heard some people were very upset about the hairbrush. I mean, the hairbrush is created by a brand, mm-hmm. so that is yeah. a little, like, yeah. they're only going to recommend L'Oreal products. So I get why that's bad. But I don't have a problem with beauty yeah. products. Megan, what's your take? I would probably use it. I would probably throw it in the trash after the first time, but I would try it. But that's like all smart devices. <laughs> I mean, right? yeah, like that's, how many, that's pretty like, accurate. Everyone has a drawer full of Fitbits. 
I've got a drawer full of fridge cams. That's why I've been so down on it. It's been a real, been a real rocky road on me I mean, surveilling my food. I love the thought of like looking in the mirror. I made this joke earlier, but it's like, I'm beautiful. I am confident. And then it's like, you have wrinkles like, <laughs> in the trash. Yeah, that's <laughs> the like one. You can't down. correct wrinkles, really. You'd have to get Botox, which is just like, how do you fix it? Yeah. All right, Sugar Breaker team, anything else? You know, toys to play with? No. These guys are going to be out on the floor all this week looking yeah. at stuff. We're going to try to go on some adventures ourselves, but mostly the family is going to be out there. We are done for today, actually. The show went by lightning fast. Really happy we had everybody here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more VergeCast live from CS here on Twitter. The drone rodeo is back. Uh, ben was going to be wearing some pants, I believe, this time around. Uh, we've got some driverless cars. We, we've got lots of stuff. That's it. See you tomorrow.